Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host, Anastasia Burtnick. I am a spiritual life coach, energy healer, and psychic medium on a mission to help you heal, awaken, and expand your light and consciousness. If you are a spiritual seeker ready to learn, grow, and live and breathe your purpose here on this earth, you are in the right place, my friend. Together, we are going to dive deep into opening our hearts, healing our shadows, connecting with our souls, and erasing our vibes so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Service Podcast. As always, it is such an honor to be tuning in with you here today. So it's been a hot minute. You know, this year, and I know I don't have to tell you, but this year and I mean, almost the past two years have been interesting to say the least and crazy. (laughs) You know, as a as my human self, I never could have fathomed that we would be living in the times that we're living in today. I thought that everything that we are experiencing is a thing and a lesson of the past, never to be repeated. As a soul, I know why it's happening. And also, I get it. I get the fact that these lessons are repeating because lessons repeat in our lives when we need to learn something. And also when we are being given a chance to do something differently, even in my own personal life, something that I'm going through right now with uh, myself and my partner, we were in a similar situation back in like 2014 and we are being given, you know, this beautiful chance to go over this lesson again, but in a different way, we are, because we are completely different people based on how we've evolved as a soul and just how much we've learned and, and grown and, and where we are in life. So it's not a bad thing from a, from a soul, from a spiritual perspective. It's not a bad thing when lessons repeat but it can be frustrating. And I know that everything that is going on in the world today with this fake pandemic, and and I say that not because I don't believe there's a virus, I do believe there's a virus, but the data and the restrictions and everything that is going on has nothing to do with the virus. It has everything to do with control. I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat around the bush with that. It truly does have everything to do with control. And, you know, the, the things that we are experiencing with the loss of rights and freedoms with all of the medical coercion and experimentation, um, with the censorship, with, the division in society, the, the hatred, the segregation, it is astounding that we are going through this and we are repeating lessons of the past. 
you know, I, I truly never thought that we would be living these lessons. Now. I never thought that because I, I mean, growing up, you look at the different world wars and all of the atrocities that have happened. You don't think that they're going to happen here, but they are. And if you are refusing to even think about acknowledging that I I'm going to be very honest, that that's foolish. It's foolish. And you need to check yourself. You know, we are being given a chance to learn, to grow, and to do better. Now, our souls called for this. And, you know, I'm going to get into the meat of, uh, of the episode today, which is about keeping the faith. But all of this, um, all of this will come into alignment with that. But our soul is called for this. And in order, part of keeping the faith is understanding that our soul is called for this. What we are experiencing right now is essentially an unearthing of the collective shadow that needs to be healed. And it is also a dissolving of that which no longer serves us. So we are in a period of massive healing. We are essentially in a a collective shadow period, a collective dark night of the soul. And what happens when we go through these lessons, whether it's on an individual basis or as a collective, is that we have to listen to the lessons that are being brought to us. And, you know, I've been asked so many times, like, why is it getting this far? I never thought that it would. Like, what do you feel is coming? And, you know, I'm going to speak more towards North America because I'm very tuned into the energy here. But, I mean, all around the world, each country, each nation has its own shadow. It has its own energy, belief systems. It has its own identity. And as a result of that, different places need to experience different things in order for people to wake up, in order for people to accept the lessons, to grow and to choose healing. So for example, there is a huge difference between the US and Canada, a huge difference. You know, it's been looked upon as a bad thing and then also a good thing. So the US, for example, and I'm from Canada, so, but the, the US, for example, has always been looked at as the the people that are willing to start shit like americans you guys love to stand up for freedoms and protest and you're very outspoken and you don't hold back which has been looked upon as a good and a bad thing and canadians 
are looked upon as very apologetic, very sincere, very kind, all of thing, all of these things, which is also a good and a bad thing. Now, we look at the differences of what is going on in Canada versus going on in the U.S. So the U.S. has a lot more places that are open. Um, it's like in many parts, it's like COVID almost doesn't exist there. And it's because you guys in the States have been very vocal, vocal about standing up for your freedoms. And it's interesting to see how different places, even within the States, have different levels of openness. Um, and each, each place kind of has its own, its own things that it has to go through. And Canada is very locked down. Like we are, we're going, we're going through it, but it's not as bad as other places in the world. Like for example, Austria now, Australia, this entire time. And yet it's only pockets of Australia that is really bad. So with Canada taking a step back because of our culture and the fact that we are looked upon as um, very kind and we say sorry a lot and um, apologetic, like things like that. We as an entire society as an entire nation are incredibly complacent, which is why we are so much more locked down. And we are having to go so much deeper into this darkness in order to stand up. So you, you can ask yourself why some places are having so much more struggle and, and darkness and restrictions and all of these things come up. And it, it depends on the lessons that your nation has to learn as a collective and Canada is being a really great example. We had to go so much deeper into the darkness and, and it's starting to, it's starting to pop out of it, but we had to go a lot deeper than, than the States did because we are complacent and we had to learn how to stand up for, for ourselves. Um, yet the States in, in most places, they, they've been standing up for themselves. They've had people showing up in the tens of thousands we're like here in Winnipeg, we're lucky if we get 1,500. I mean, I think one of our biggest ones was closer to 4,000, but that was, that was like few and far between. And it's, it's frustrating to see and, and Manitoba, Winnipeg, I mean, we're, I mean, we're kind of the worst province in some ways because we have the most complacent people. But there's also reasons why there's so many healers and, and people that I know here that are doing so much good. So it's, it's really interesting navigating the differences within your own country and then also looking at the differences around the world. And again, it boils down to what, what is the background? What, is the, what are the belief systems? Um, what are the experiences of people in the different countries, in the different provinces, in the different states? You look at where people are from and what their experiences are, and you can you can see why some places are more open and some places are more closed. It all depends on the collective lessons. So again, as Canada's collective lesson, is it going to be about being assertive because we are complacent? And 
people will have to be pushed to the breaking point. And we're seeing that more and more, but it still has to keep going a bit. So, you know, knowing that each place has its own set of lessons and you can look at, again, you can look at the history of, of people. You can look at the history of people and, and how you typically, how your collective in your area typically acts, you know, a good example. So where I'm from in Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, we have a lot of immigrants. We have a lot of, and, and the immigrants that settled here first, um, were, a lot of like Austro-Hungarians, Ukrainians, Europeans, um, they were escaping war, but they were also mostly farmers. And they were, the, the feeling that they, that they brought forward is they were lucky to be here. They were so lucky to be here. They didn't want to rock the boat. They didn't want to do all of these things. They were given land to work. And yes, they, like they had to work and they, they did have to pay for things. And Um, but there, there's that feeling of, oh, I'm so lucky to be here. I don't want to rock the boat. And that, you know, that feeling and and the trauma, the the experience and they, they left from has shaped the lessons that we have to learn here. So it's very, very different. Um, and each kind of area has its own lessons like that. So you'll see that they're like different, again, that those different places have different lessons based on the history and, and the, the traumas and experiences people have had, you know, a lot of times when people have escaped trauma, they're going to go one of two ways. It's either, they're going to be so grateful that they're not going to rock the boat and do anything because they don't want to give up what they have or they're going to see the things that are going wrong and they're going to fight and say, no, I don't want to go through this again. I'm not going to go through this again. I left that. So, and, and neither is, neither is wrong or bad, but it, it just, it's different soul evolutions and lessons. So we are having though collective lessons that need to be learned. And again, like in Canada, it's about being assertive and I can't tell you each exact lesson for every country in the world, because I'm not, I don't know enough about the backgrounds of all of the countries, but you yourself can tune into like what it is. What is the history of, of the country that I live in? What is meant to happen? What needs to be learned and healed? Um, and then you'll get a better feel for how things are going to continue going. So keeping the faith, (laughs) keeping the faith, you know, again, we need to understand why things are happening in order to keep the faith, because if we don't have an understanding of why things are happening, if we don't have a spiritual foundation, we don't have a foundation from which to keep the faith. So knowing that there is a collective shadow that needs to be healed is is a huge part of it. Our souls called for this. Our souls called for this. And the ultimate lesson for the world is we are being asked to come back to our souls. There's been too much separation. 
And it doesn't matter if coming back to your soul means doing it from a religious standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, however it is, you are being asked to come back to your soul, to come back to your faith, your spirituality, to come back to simpler ways of being, to holistic healing. You know, I have said this before, but Western medicine, big pharma, surgeries, doctors, all of this, they have a time and a place. And we are blessed to have the advancements and the things that we do. We are blessed to have it and it is being overused and they are causing issues. We rely too much on putting band-aids on things instead of looking at the core roots of why things are happening. And whether, whether the root of why something is happening is uh, trauma, whether it is your food, whether it is your exercise, whether it is your social dynamics, whatever it is, it is going to affect you. Those roots are going to affect you on every single level. And this is why healing yourself on all levels is so important. And I'm so passionate and adamant about the fact that you need to take responsibility for yourself, for your life and heal. That looks like doing things like coaching, like energy healing. Those are things that I do for my clients, also for myself. That looks like eating well, nourishing your body. That looks like taking chemicals out of your home. That looks like moving your body, exercising, actually building muscle so that you're supporting your body. That looks like building deep connected relationships, because if you don't have those and you don't need a ton of them, even if you have one, that's amazing. But building connected relationships where you are being your authentic self, that is what you need to do. All of these things are part of the pillars that create a healthy life, that create a beautiful life for you. And if you are neglecting part of it, you are neglecting all of it because everything is interconnected. Everything is interconnected. I'm going to say it one more time. Everything is interconnected. If you are neglecting part of it, you are neglecting all of it. Now that might sound overwhelming to you and you're like, well, how am I supposed to do it all? Let me be clear. You don't have to take everything on at once, but you have to be aware of the fact, again, that everything is interconnected. You must be aware of that fact, because if you are not aware of that fact, you are not going to address yourself as a whole. And, you know, even you will naturally start addressing yourself as a whole. You will. And you have to then be willing to, when you find gaps, or blind spots to seek help so that you can cross those gaps so that you can see what's in those blind spots. You know, the physical healing, for example, if you are physically weak, you probably don't feel good in your body physically. You haven't been exercising. Maybe you've gained weight. Maybe you're feeling a lot of fatigue in your body. 
Maybe you're feeling muscle weakness. And then there comes the emotional stuff. You don't feel good about your body because it looks a certain way, because it's not performing a certain way. Maybe you feel like a burden because you're experiencing pain. You're experiencing so much fatigue. It feels like you just, you don't know what is wrong with you. Maybe you're experiencing anxiety and depression on top of it. And then you feel disconnected from yourself. You feel like there's no purpose in life. There's, you see, all of these things are starting to be interconnected. So by you starting to work on, for example, your physical health, at some point, you're going to have to look in the mirror and address the emotional parts of it. And the fact that even though as you're working on yourself, you don't feel good about your body, you're still judging yourself. There are roots there that need to be addressed. And if you don't know how to do it on your own, or if you are hitting blind spots, that's where you need to get help because otherwise you're just going to stay standing stuck where you are repeating the same pattern over and over and over again, and not actually absorbing the lesson. So you need to take responsibility for your healing. Now, how does this relate to keeping the faith? If you are not taking care of yourself on all levels, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, if you are not taking care of yourself, you are not going to be clear-headed enough or, or a clear vessel enough to keep the faith because you are going to be distracted by everything going wrong. And that is human nature. Our brains are literally wired to look for the bad. That is part of our mammalian reptilian brain. We are, we are looking for danger and danger doesn't have to be somebody's coming at me with a knife danger. Danger could be, I'm feeling overwhelmed. So if you are not in a state where you are taking care of yourself, you are not going to be able to keep the faith because you are not going to even be able to see what it means to you to keep the faith. So we need to be willing to take care of ourselves, to look at all of the lessons that we are being given. So coming back to the, the world lesson, essentially, we're being asked to heal we're being asked to come back to simpler times. We're being asked to build communities. We're being asked to stop with all of the chemicals and the, and the, the shit that we're putting in our bodies. We're being asked to stop relying on so much materialism. And it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of everything, but just be more conscious about what you are doing. I mean, I can't go minimalistic. It, it wouldn't serve me. It wouldn't serve me. And, you know, for me personally, I like having my, my computer. It's really nice. It allows me to do my job even better because if I didn't have it, I'd be waiting hours upon hours for things to process and, and everything like that. So, you know, it's okay to, to dive into materialistic things, but how many things are you just getting to fill holes? within yourself somewhere, you know, are you always competing for the new thing? New phones, for example, 
I have the iPhone 11 Pro Max. I did upgrade from the 10. And it wasn't because I just felt like having a new phone. It was because the features on it were better and served what I needed for my business and for what I do more than the 10 did. But I haven't gotten the 12. I haven't gotten the 13. We're at 13 now, right? I'm pretty sure. Anyway, I haven't upgraded those because I haven't needed to. I'm I'm fine with what I have right now. So there's a difference between keeping up with everybody because it's the thing to do versus getting what you need. And again, getting what you need doesn't have to mean that like you live off the grid and you don't consume any anything like I don't know. It doesn't have to be super rigid make conscious choices. And that is part of the lesson that we're coming to. And, and even looking at the things that, you know, we are moving through. So for example, with, with our rights and freedoms being stripped away and all of the segregation going on, if you're not vaccinated, you can't go to a restaurant. Insane. Makes none of this shit makes any sense whatsoever. But I digress. You guys know that. But you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go bowling. You can't go to a movie theater. You can't, there's a whole bunch of things that you can't do because the government said that you can't. Apparently, you're not even supposed to gather with people outside of your household. You dirty, unvaccinated person. But here's the thing. Even in all of that, you're being given a choice. So yeah. I I mean, corner restaurant would be nice. It would be nice. And there are places that do not segregate. They're standing up. So I will support them. But overall, those things being taken away, you know, what's happening instead is these beautiful communities are being formed. You know, I had Sean Zimmer on the podcast um, I think it was in July. And he is an incredible human being. I love him to pieces. And right now he is creating this beautiful winter schedule for kids and teens. He has, he's creating a skating rink in his backyard. He is, he's got hockey sticks. He's having like kids will be able to go play hockey there. I mean, it's not going to be a full-size rink. That's okay they're still going to be able to go. He's creating photo shoots with Santa because if you want to see Santa right now, Santa's going to be wearing a mask and and you got to be double vaxxed. You know, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, you know, people, people like Sean are creating these beautiful spaces. We've created these beautiful communities. We're coming together in ways that we have never come together before, not for decades upon decades. It's not even, not in my lifetime. We've never come together like this in my lifetime. And yet we are forming these deep connections. We are finding ways to connect with one another. We, we are gathering with people that matter and we don't care if the government's telling us not to, because the government doesn't get to dictate who you see what you do in your home. They don't get to dictate that. 
And the time that we have, if, if you don't want to see someone, I respect that. I absolutely respect that choice. That is your choice to make. But don't judge other people for their choices because me seeing my family is really important. My dad's been sick for a long time. You guys know that if you've been a a longtime listener of the podcast. And, you know, he, he could pass at any moment. Anyone, anyone that you love and care about could pass at any moment for any reason. I could walk out of my house today and be hit by a bus. I mean, based on where I live, I could have a bus just randomly slide and crash into my house. I, that's not going to happen. Thank you, spirit. But we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. There is always risk of death. There's always risk of death. But why would we waste time? We are, we are never going to get this time back. So we need to focus on what is important to us. We need to focus on what is important to us because if we are not, we are, we are wasting time. We are wasting opportunity, love connection. Again, if, if you don't feel comfortable seeing people, that's your choice. But if you want to see people, go see people. If you want to have an experience, go have that experience. And Yes, there are some limitations that we are dealing with right now. And it is awful. And we do need more people standing up, both vaccinated and unvaccinated. We need people coming together. And we can't be judging one another. We can't be saying shit like, oh, I'm a pure blood because I'm unvaccinated. That doesn't fly. And you, and you can't be saying, oh, I wish the unvaccinated would die because you are vaccinated. Like that shit doesn't fly. Stop judging each other, respect one another's choices and come together because at the end of the day, we are all fighting for the same thing, which is for our lives and our freedom. And you have to understand where people are coming from and just respect each other's choices. And we will never, we will never come together in unity if we are judging one another. And there is a difference between judging someone and not condoning actions. Like if somebody is telling you that you should die because you're an awful, dirty, unjabbed person, that's not okay. Do you judge them? No, don't judge them, but their actions are not okay. And so if somebody's using the phrase pure blood, that's not okay. I do not condone those, those words, those actions, that separation. But you don't have to judge them. I understand where people's wounds are coming from. And I mean, it can be easy for me because this is the work that I do. I see where your wounds are. I see where I can get you to. I see your potential to heal, your ability to do it. And I also see where you're going to get tripped up. I see it. And you can train yourself to see people's wounds too. And the more work that you do on yourself, the more understanding you'll have for other people. And you've heard me say this before, hurt people, hurt people. 
And healed people heal people. So it's your choice. Do you want to stay in the category where you are hurt? Or do you want to heal yourself so that you can bring a greater impact and unity to this world? Again, the choice is yours. So we were learning. We are learning so many collective lessons. We're being asked to come back to simpler ways of being, to deep connection with one another. We are being asked to heal the collective, to heal ourselves, to have understanding and compassion. We're, we are literally being asked to come back to true, soulful humanity. If you want to put it in the most basic, basic lesson that encompasses everything, we are asked We are being asked to come back to the most soulful, true, loving version of being human, of humanity. Because everything stems from that lesson. How we interact with one one another, how we take care of ourselves, how we share our light in the world, how we interact, the, the things that we do, the things that we focus on, the things that are important to us. We are being asked to learn these lessons and all of it is based in soulful, loving humanity, coming back to your faith, coming back to the things that are truly important. And, you know, even with people at this point in time, losing their jobs, which is a, it's, it's, it's a tragedy. It is a tragedy that so many people are being forced out of their livelihoods because of government mandates and judgment and fear because it's not scientific. It is a tragedy that that is happening to so many people. And I don't want to, I don't want to undermine or invalidate what they are going through because it is a tragedy and it is incredibly hard. And I myself have been in that position. I'm not currently in it, but I've been there where I've lost my livelihood. I I lost my identity. There's so many things that I lost and I had to learn new ways of being. I had to learn to adapt. I had to learn to get creative and everything truly does happen for a reason and every, and everything happens for us, not to us. And we get to choose that distinction because if, if you are sitting in victimhood, it's going to happen to you. But if you are sitting in empowerment, it is going to happen for you. It may be challenging. It may be heartbreaking but you will be able to move through it with so much more strength, clarity, and power if you understand that somewhere there is a gift and a lesson in this. And you might not see it right away. And that is the hard part. And that's where keeping the faith, having a spiritual foundation, having a community, being willing to build a community, to put yourself out there is so important. Everything 
about keeping the faith boils down to your willingness to do things better, to do things differently, to accept radical responsibility for your life, for the things you can control, which primarily is you. It's your choice. And you have the ability to keep the faith. And it is a practice. If you are new to spirituality, you might not have a great foundation yet. I can help with that. I am creating a monthly membership program. I had thought about it before and I was going to launch it. And then I held off, but I'm launching it now. It is the Soul Membership Program. And it will, it's a $33 a month program where you're going to get spiritual teachings. You're also going to get a group coaching call per month where you can start building that community. You can ask questions. You can build your spiritual foundation. You can learn how to navigate this stuff from a place of ease and power so that you are not struggling because you don't have to struggle. And again, living a life without struggle, without a lot of chaos and the heaviness of the world affecting you, you can live your life without that, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel I have days where my heart breaks. My heart truly breaks for what is going on right now. And there are days when I too still feel overwhelmed. So I take some time. We don't have to be perfect. We are still going to have lessons. We are still going to have obstacles, challenges. We're still going to have days that feel hard but it's about moving through it with grace, with empowerment, with ease. You can't avoid the lessons and challenges. You can't. They are part of life, but they don't have to be incredibly hard all the time. And when you get to this point, it almost feels like you are living in a surreal world where there is chaos around you and you're aware of it and you're moving through it, but you're not overly affected by it. It's like, it's like you're standing outside a snow globe that you're holding and you're looking into that snow globe and you see everything going on and you're part of that snow globe, but you're also outside of it. You know, you can't put the snow globe down, but you're not in the chaos. You can clearly see what's going on and the path that you're meant to take. Now, here's the other thing. You know, I've mentioned time and that we're never going to get our time back. And this is true no matter what part of life we are in. 
So you have the choice. You can continue doing what you're doing, which is most likely not serving you. And, and maybe in some, maybe in some ways there are, there are things that you're doing well. But if you are holding yourself back, if you feel like you can't plan for the future, if you feel like you can't dream, if you feel like you're being called to do something and you're not doing it, why not? Why are you waiting? How much time are you in fact going to waste? And I mean, it's your, it's your choice. It's your choice to take action or not to. And ultimately when you do take action, you're going to be taking action in divine timing, but you can also choose to take, take on and step into that divine timing sooner. You know, time is divine timing is not linear. It's not linear. And although we will learn the lessons that we need to in, in the right timing as, you know, as our life unfolds before us, we can accelerate it or slow it down. So if you are going to continue waiting, what are you waiting for? Because if you're waiting for things to be perfectly right, if you're waiting for things to be better, what does that even mean? What do these things mean to you? The things that you tell yourself that you're waiting for, what do they even mean? And where are they coming from? So for example, if you're wanting to start a business or if you are wanting to start your healing journey, even what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for permission? Because you have permission to start. I don't have to give it to you, but I'm giving it to you. You you can start now. It's okay. Are you waiting for things to be better? Because what what does better mean? And how long are you going to be waiting for better? Because you have the ability to create better now. Because as you do this work, you can pop outside of the chaos. Like I said, you can be outside the snow globe instead of in it. That's your choice. So what, what is it that you are waiting for? Because if it's something that is intangible or you can create now, why are you waiting? Waiting is a safety net and is most often an excuse. Not always, not always, but most often it's an excuse. So what are you waiting for? You have the ability to do something now. And it can be scary. It can, it can be incredibly scary. But is it scary and does it feel expansive? Does it feel like it's going to move your soul forward? Does it feel like it's going to serve you even if it's scary? Or does it feel like scary and like it's crushing you and it's like there's no way that that's actually the right path for you? It, it makes you feel heavy and contracted and, and gross and overwhelmed and drained. That, then it's not for you. But if it's scary and exciting, scary and it'll move you forward, then why are you waiting? You can take action. And if you need clarity in order to take action, 
that's a sign you need to start healing because clarity comes from healing and clarity comes from action and doing and action and doing is not about forcing yourself though. Sometimes, sometimes when you're meeting your own resistance, it can feel that way. It can feel like you're kind of forcing yourself into it, but it's still going to feel expansive, but you know, taking action is not about, it's not about like really forcing yourself. Like, like this is not the right move for me. I'm just going to force myself to deal with this. It's not that it's not that energy at all. Taking that action is about taking action and making choices in alignment with your soul. And when it's in alignment with your soul, that's where that expansive feeling comes from. And the more action you take, the more clarity you get, the more clarity you get, the more action you take, the more healing you do, the more clarity you get, the more clarity you get from it, the more healing you do. It, it, it all feeds each other, but you got to do something. You got to do something. So keeping the faith, keeping the faith is about building community. It is about healing yourself and not just things going on right now. So that's a good place to start, but healing everything in your life because traumas, beliefs, experiences, they start in childhood. And we also carry some things from past lives. And if you have kids that are struggling, help them heal. I work with kids doing theta healing more and more now because they're going through so much. Even the fact that they've been taught to be afraid of killing people with COVID. What the fuck? It's, that is heartbreaking. And I've been, I've been working with more and more kids doing things like that, helping them move through grief, helping them move through these changes. So it doesn't matter if it's you're starting when you're a kid or if you're an adult, if you feel like you're 90 years old and you're like, oh, I'm at the end of my life. I shouldn't make fun of you. I don't know if I have anybody who is elderly listening. That would be super cool. Um, but it doesn't matter where you are in your life. It's never too late to do work on yourself. It's never too late. Unless you're dead. And then you have to do it in another lifetime. But that's a whole other thing. But as long as you're living, it's not too late. So start. Build that foundation. Learn how to connect with spirit. If you learn how to connect with spirit, if you learn how to hear your soul, how to receive guidance, how to move through lessons, it'll be so much easier for you to keep the faith that all of this is happening for a reason and it will not last forever. It will not last. So I want to leave you with 
one message that I really want you to take to heart through everything I've just said. Everything happening right now, our souls called for on an individual and a collective level. We are being asked to come back to our souls. We are being asked to heal ourselves, to come back to connection, community, simpler times, even in the midst of the the technological world that we're living in. We are being asked to do life differently that is in alignment with our souls. We're being asked to step into positions of power and leadership to have an impact in this world from a soulful place. We are being asked to do these things. And everything that we are being asked to do When we do them, when we accept the callings that we have, when we accept our soul missions, when we accept the lessons, it will improve our lives. It will improve the lives of others. And we don't need the entire world to wake up. Because based on the soul evolution of some people and the lessons that they are meant to learn. And everyone has a choice to learn the lesson or not, to evolve or not. We don't need the entire world to wake up because many won't. But I don't want that to discourage you because the people that are waking up, that have already been awake, we are powerful. We are powerful beyond measure. And we are fighting evil energies right now. We truly are in World War III. And just a lot of people don't realize it. But good will win. I have absolutely no doubt about that because all of the good that is being put into the world, all of that good and that love and that righteousness from spirit, everyone's standing for freedoms, for choice, everyone healing themselves, even if you never did anything outward for the world and you just focused on healing yourself because you let yourself awaken to what's going on and you're learning the lessons for yourself, that in itself is going to have a massive impact on the world. The energy of love and truth and goodness is powerful. And you know, all of this manipulation that is going on, it is meant not really for those that are asleep, but for those that are awake or starting to wake up to keep us 
doubting our own power, the power of love, the power of our souls. But don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Good will win. And those that are fighting, even if the numbers in your specific area seem small, they will have an incredible impact. Light will always illuminate the darkness. But you cannot illuminate the darkness unless you bring the darkness forth into the light. And that's what's happening right now. The darkness is being brought forth into the light to be healed and illuminated. So trust and know that good will win, that love will win, that you are powerful, that we are powerful. And, you know, do you really think, do you really think that we would be fighting this hard and going through all of these lessons, all of this awakening and and soul growth just to fail? Do you really think that we would have the power of our souls, of creator, God, source, spirit, universe, by whichever name you call it, do you really think that we would have all of this, all of these callings, all of this goodness and light if we were going to fail? We're not going to fail. So know, know it. And I, if you have to listen to this more than once, even just this, these last couple minutes, know that we will win. Know that you are safe and supported. Even in, even in the lessons, even in the challenges, even in the midst of chaos, you are safe and supported. And you get to create your life. Yeah, we still have to live in this world. But you have control over yourself and how you feel and how you live. Don't let someone else take responsibility for you. You are responsible for you. Good will win. And if you are needing help, please reach out to me, Anastasia Burtnick on Facebook, Instagram. And that's also my website. Everything is in the show notes, anastasiaburtnick.com. I am here for you. You are not alone. We've got this. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. If you love what you heard, I would be over the moon if you would share this episode with your friends and leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can, and I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.